Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips that they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. Hi, everybody. On today's episode, we are answering some questions that we got on Instagram this past week. And one that many of you asked was about how to create pricing, uh, pricing that not only covers your cost of materials, but also pays yourself. So we're going to talk about pricing first, and then that will segue us into wholesale. So we did an episode a few months ago that was about both consignment and wholesale and comparing the two and what we liked about both, our experience with both from being a maker and owning a shop. But today we are going to talk strictly on wholesale and how you can offer wholesale as a maker. So we're going to be talking about the maker side, offer wholesale and still pay yourself, um, which is why we did pricing and wholesale together. So Jenny's the expert on that part. So um, we'll definitely be able to listen to her on that as she has major wholesale accounts for her candles. So we'll go ahead and get started and we hope you enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this. We are going to start our podcast today by talking about pricing. And pricing, let's see, we're, I always say this, we're six, seven years in, and I think we're still learning about how to price ourselves where we can pay ourselves. And um, I think it just depends on what you're selling, but we're going to talk some math today. And last week, Jenny was in town and I was creating my beach bag listing. So if you don't follow me on social media, I make beach bags every year about this time. And the thing about beach bags is they're very time consuming. And so I was talking to Jenny and I was like, I, ha- I'm, I love making them. They're really fun to make, uh, but they take a lot of time. And so I need to make sure I pay myself for that amount of time that I'm working. And so she was next to me when I was trying to calculate all of the things. And I was, I said something about, and people think you don't use kindergarten anymore because it's about <laughs> like adding up all the yardage and then figuring out how much everything is for that amount of yardage. So um, I will post a picture of my math work on Instagram, but I got to a price and was concerned about putting that price, wasn't I, Jen? Yeah. But I had calculated that that's in order to make it worth my time, like this is what I'm going to have to make. And then I am excited to say I almost sold out of beach bags. I think there's two left. Congratulations. Have you started making them? Thanks. Well, I ordered all the fabric. So this is my first time doing it as like pretty much a pre-order um, in the fact that they'll ship later this month. But I knew, okay, I, you know how when you're making you – it's easier to make, I mean, it's batching basically, but it's easier to make when you're in, kind of in the zone of what you're already making. Mm-hmm. So I've always had beach bags in my shop, but I never pushed it out like I did this time of base everybody ordering at one time. And I'm so glad I did because I ordered all the fabric up front and now I'll spend like a solid week only making beach bags, none of my shirts, none of my other stuff so that I'm just in that zone and just, it just makes it easier. I feel like, cause you're you're on repeat. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's so that's basically what I did is I said I'm making 20 this month, 
would love to make one for you and and put them up. So I think it probably costs some, um, what's it called when, like, uh, when you want people to jump at it, like, it might not still be here. Oh, yeah, like creating the demand for it because it's limited. So you want to make sure. Yeah, there is benefit to doing that for sure. Because then people don't want to miss out on it if they feel like they can't get it. That's actually how, why I did seasonal scents for a while is because it helped people like buy, stack up on those then because they knew mm-hmm. they'd have to wait till the next season. season. But I also feel like – so your beach bag project, when it is going to be a little more expensive than your regular price point, I think doing it – bulk in like that and doing pre-orders so you can buy everything at once and get a better price on your materials that makes so much sense because then you already have kind of a higher price point but you can bring it down as much as you can by getting all the things in bulk so that was smart right would you like me to walk you through my math I know you were next to me when I did it but since people have to listen and can't see do you want me to walk you through it I'd like you to okay (laughs) so my beach bags are very big so they take – it's 24 inches wide by 24 inches high, so two feet by two feet. And uh, a, a yard is three feet, so a yard is 36 inches. So <clears throat> I calculate two – I'm trying to remember how I did this. I have it all <laughs> written down, but I'm trying to figure out, like, what steps I did first – Um, So I basically, for me, it's easier to calculate doing it by two bags. So for instance, for two bags, it would be 48 inches, which is a yard and a tenth or a yard and a third. A yard and 10 inches is a yard and a third. So I did it based on all of the yard and a third prices and then divided that by two Mm -hmm. to see the base number for all the materials. And if I would go line by line, but that would get really boring for people really fast. But with the outside of the bag, the inside of the bag, the there's six pockets to the bag. And then I need four yards of the strapping material to make it. All of that total was $30.29. So I knew, okay, so to cover my t- materials, it needs to be $30.29. But then to calculate my time, I usually, and I don't, people might be different, but for me, I usually just multiply it by three. And that's just my time. I calculate it. That is like my time and mm-hmm. um, all of that. So that's how I got the price. I heard, um, I don't know when, a while ago, a good because sometimes as makers, it's we're like, what do we charge for our time? That's such a like broad thing. And mm-hmm. I remember reading somewhere that like you kind of calculate your time. Is it something you would pay someone else to do? So like something that didn't need you, what would you pay them per hour? But then mm. if it's something that like it has – so actually making the bag has to be you, then like that that time might be a little higher because you're putting in all your skills, like an education and whatever to go into mm-hmm. it that you couldn't just like pay an hourly employee to do. So that helps me when I think of – adding in um the time element to my price mm-hmm. is I like mm-hmm. how much does it how much how many hours does it take to make a candle <laughs> right. and calculate like all of that and then like what pieces of that has to be me and what 
like could be Paige or Trevor and mm-hmm. what I pay them per hour versus like mine might be a little bit higher. Because I know that's such a weird thing to like come up with. What do I charge per hour for my time? Right. Right. But like for, for me, for this beach bag, basically, because we talked last week about how when people say how much you get really in your head. And I we got so many messages about that of like, we were listening to that episode and um uh when you said how much it makes it makes people like frantic and it like does. I, it feels so much pressure to answer, which no one we don't yeah, we don't have to answer right that moment. Or right, like even right. Yeah. Well, and we have to remember, like, that's not – someone's original intent of sending that isn't, like – well, maybe some are to get a deal, but (laughs) most people are, like, genuinely just asking. Right. But we're all in our heads that we're, like, oh, my gosh, I think it's going to be too much for them, blah, 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 blah. So, but – but so, yes, everyone's in the same boat. If you messaged us, there's a lot of people that said that. But – what helps me is identifying like, okay, so the beach bag materials are $30.29. I am going to charge blank. Um, if someone's not willing to pay that, then that's okay. Like that, they yeah, have- Yeah, that's their choice, not That's their it. choice. Like it's not on But, you. exactly. But look, if I had priced it, like let's say half of the price I did and still sold out, like that's- I don't know how I'm trying to communicate what I'm thinking. (laughs) Like that wouldn't be worth my time. So even if someone doesn't buy it, at least the people that do, I think this is what I was trying to say, at least the things that I sell, I am making for my value. Like, yes. how I have deemed valuable, you know? And it's important to remember that – I mean, because it do, I've I feel this a lot too. Sometimes I'm I'm kind of in the middle upper price point of candles, but those I don't know, and I don't mean anything like negative by this statement. But like where your target audience is is where your price point is. So if you're like going for a lower price point, you are going to attract the target customer that like wants deals, wants like mm-hmm. to save money, cares about like quantity versus quality. And then that's not bad. There are shoppers mm-hmm. like I shop that in certain fields, I guess. I don't know, like the Amazon purchases. But mm-hmm. when you're you don't want to be priced too low because then you are going to deal with a lot of customers like that, that they Mm -hmm. that's what they value is getting the deal. So like pricing middle ground or high ground, like those are the customers you're going to get. So you just have to, you have to weigh like which target market you're going after. Yeah. And what kind of customer that brings, I guess. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie when I did do some comparison as far as like what beach bags go for, where so bog bags are like really big right now, which I'm sure they're amazing. I couldn't get my hands on one last year because they went sold out really quickly. Um, but my my beach bag, I think, is so great. I mean, I use it as a mom. I use it. I, I think it's so great that the things that the beach or the bog bag offers, mine does as well. So I was kind of comparing to like, okay, so, you know, those go in the 80s, some are the 90s, some are even ahead, uh, higher than that because of the demand for those, like people are reselling them. Um, And so I knew like in general, somebody who cares about a quality beach bag, you know, this 
this falls in line with that. So I will say that that did, I know you're not supposed to compare all the time, but it did help me realize like, you know, people who find value in a quality bag for the pool or the beach, like this is the, the general amount they're paying. So that did help yeah, me too. I t- but it did go with my calculations of like, this is worth my time. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's helpful. Actually, my husband pointed out once because I was, it was, I forget what I was doing. I think I was doing like a bridal party order. And at the end, the customer was like, okay, what's my deal for ordering so many? And I was like really stressed out about that. And Michael was like, if they want a deal, like go to Target and get the $5 candle and print your like wedding label on it. When you're, there is, you have to know your value as a handmade maker that you're, it's not the same as going to the Target $5 section. Like you're offering something customized and made by a person. And if people want deals, they'll go mm-hmm. to places that offer deals. It doesn't mean you have to. Mm-hmm. You're, they're getting the value of a, a, a handmade item. So yeah. Yes. Totally and different. we can we can segue this into wholesale because I have lots of questions because you do so many wholesale accounts. But like, so if it was $30.29 for for all of the materials to make one beach bag. Um, so because we both own businesses, when you, if I am a business wholesaling, so I'm buying from Jenny as the wholesale consumer, usually that's 50-50. Like, um, you know, you mark up, you usually, and not always, sometimes you mark up more, there's classes on that. But if I buy Jenny's candles from her, I'm usually going to mark them up by two. So when people hear us say buy three on this, I think some people who buy wholesale and not make are like, wait a minute, I only do two markup or whatever. But for a maker, our time is involved in in the times three. So we're timesing three by materials. We're not timesing three by like the product that we bought. Yeah. And I actually, because I do wholesale, I moved out of the times three. So I can kind of go through my pricing if you want. Yeah. What's like, what's, how do you figure out pricing? You do it by how many hours you work? No. So I, (laughs) so pricing, when I moved into doing wholesale, because I started Illuminate Space and kind of did wholesale right away and didn't have this all set up well. And it got really overwhelming and I really wasn't making anything. So I stepped away from wholesale for probably a year and took time to really get it priced right and get my terms set up right. And now it's a well-oiled machine that just works. So I'll kind of like share how I worked that out. But I'm sure you're not surprised. I have a spreadsheet that I do all this in that looks so much like my budget spreadsheet. Um, but it just has different rows. So this I, is why when Susie's <laughs> on and you're like, you're so organized, and I'm not. I'm like, what? But Who? it's. But I'm. I'm like a like a wild organized. Like my spreadsheets don't have any organization within each other. They're just like everywhere. But okay. Okay, so I'll through the rows. I go through each product. So like I'm looking at it now, and I have four tea light melt, four ounce candle, nine ounce candle, sixteen ounce candle. You get the idea. Every single product, my cleaners, everything. Then all the rows are every single item 
use to make that product. So I'm going to stick with the candles for now, but just know that I do that with every every product that has an ingredient. Okay, so four ounce candle. First row, wick. I put the individual price of each one little wick. And wherever you're buying your supplies, it should have that listed out for you. But otherwise, you just divide. Like, let's say I got a bag of 100 wicks divided the total cost. So if I find the exact price of one wick, the exact price of one of my stickers that holds the wick in place, the jar, the lid, the bottom warning label, the front label, the wax for that size of candle. So this is where like the wax and oils get tricky for me um, because you have to like, I make four pound batches, but I have to figure out like how much goes into exactly one four ounce candle. So that might take you a little bit to divide all that out. But I figured out the price of four ounces of wax melted down. That same thing with the oils. I have the cost there times the amount. of So the price of the oil times four ounces is what I put then in that thing. Then I have a line for the any additional expenses. And this can be a little, um, I forget the right word to use, where it's it like fluctuates. Like it's not going to probably be exact. You could probably figure out the exact, but mm-hmm. I just put like a flat rate per item. So some of mine mm-hmm. have 50 cents, some of mine have a dollar. And that is like things, what am I paying for shipping for this whole thing? Mm-hmm. What do I think like one little candle costs of that? What do mm-hmm. I spend on ink for a year? to print the labels like what would I put into all the so cards that you add to the yes mailers. yes that's where you're dividing out these like over I guess over overhead expenses I don't know what you would want to put the make sure there's profit built in for each candle so I usually put like 50 cents to a dollar for each thing so then you add up all those rows and that's your materials costs that I multiplied times two, and that's my wholesale cost. So that way, like I already know I have profit built in for wholesale who are getting it at a discount to my retail cost. The draw to wholesale, because I think people can be like, that's not fair, they're getting it. <laughs> but they're also buying like a huge amount to compared to a person coming in and buying two candles. So that's like the the draw, the trade-off. Is there mm-hmm. some buying a large amount at once? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're giving them like a deal. Cause then they also like you have overhead in your store. So you're building that into your wholesale price. So times two is my wholesale price. Then times two that is my retail price. So Ooh. um that is such a that was like game changer for me. Because if you're going to go the wholesale route and that's going to be a big part of your um, small business, you have to make sure you're profiting off of that. And like you Mm -hmm. can't, if you're, I think where we make the mistake as makers early on, and this is what I made the mistake of my first time with wholesale, is really what my retail price should have been my wholesale price. Because then when I was discounting it by 50%, there was no profit for me. Right. Whereas if I would have started like, okay, that's the wholesale price and mm-hmm. then built because there's more room for you. There's no more wiggle room of like if you make sure your retail price is high enough, 
Because some, I don't do this with just the nature of my product, but some wholesalers will like even mark it down further for wholesale based on how much they buy. Um, So you just always want to, you got to get your retail price right from the get go, Mm -hmm. or at least as early on as you can. Because if you do move into the wholesale game, like you have to make sure you're still making profit on that item. So let's say someone listens to this and they're like, just like I was, whoa, okay, so maybe I need to restructure my pricing. Do you, would you give advice to like spend the next two weeks redoing it all and doing it now or giving it till the end of the year? Like what's, what do you That's a great question. So um, what I did and Miranda from Marketing (laughs) the Uninhibited, we told her we shout her out like every podcast. This is something (laughs) we worked on for a long time. Um, strategies for this to not like next week come back with all these higher prices. There's a couple ways you can do it. Um, So something I did, if you remember, I mean, I legitimately have had jar fiascos in the supply world, but I timed it very strategically in that I had to launch a new jar. And so I raised my prices with that. But the customer sees like it's a new jar. So they're not thinking like, my God, she raised her prices. It's it's right. a whole new product. So like that's something you can do is just start introducing new sizes or styles. Christina, that works so well for you because you have different fabrics, different things mm-hmm. that the like to to a customer, they just see like, oh, this is a different thing. They're not adding up that, oh, this is a higher price mm-hmm. considering what it is. Like you just start to introduce new products. Maybe it's a different scent. It's a different packaging. Maybe you change your label or, you know, how it's displayed. And then so it automatically feels like a different product and you just build your price increase into that. I mean, you could, there. you can do whatever you want. It's your small business. You could just go right. be like, hey, I think people naturally right now also understand that supply prices are increasing. So there's going to be a little bit of increase. But if you wanted to be more um, not as noticeable or like shocking to your customers, I would just start by introducing slowly different versions of that product that Mm -hmm. are at your new price scale. And people aren't going to think anything of that. Okay. So I made a new size of wet bag. Um, which is just like a waterproof zipper pouch if you're listening. And I have to list it this weekend in my store. So I thought maybe we could calculate this together for oh, what that's my a great price idea. And okay. just to like give people some, I guess, encouragement, like you're my sister and I don't even know the price of your wet bag. So like if you've raised your price, I wouldn't even <laughs> really. So I think like our eyes are on our businesses all the time mm-hmm. and it feels like a big deal to us. But the average person probably isn't always looking at your price and if it changes. Maybe. Right. I mean, but right. yeah, I wouldn't be too scared of that because it's in your it's in front of your eyes all the time, but it's really not. Right. Okay, so my large waterproof zipper pouch, um, I use four materials. Okay. I have polyurethane fabric, which is just that waterproof cloth diaper. Do you want me to put, I'm going to put a little blank column and I'm going to do it in my spreadsheet. Yes. And I'm going to go back to this and be like, 
What is a what am I adding <laughs> what, here? What is a <laughs> what, what what is candle this? wet bag? <laughs> um, okay, I'm okay. ready. All right, so the polyurethane, it's you can put P-U-L. That's okay. what I put, polyurethane. Uh, I use a it's it's the bag is 11 inches by 17 inches, which again with the yardage, that's a third of the fabric. Okay. So I put a third of a yard of polyurethane, which a yard of polyurethane is 1149. So 1149 divided by three. Do you want me to do I can pull up my. I, no, I've got a calculator right here. So that's oh. 383. Okay. 383 for one. What? Jenny's going to. Jenny edits the podcast. She's going to kill me because I'm writing right here. So Je, if you hear like squiggles. That's okay. <laughs> it's me writing. Okay. So that's three eighty three. Okay, so then the outside fabric is the same size, so it's a third. Um, and the fabric I buy is nine ninety nine a yard. So nine ninety nine divided by three. What is that? Oh, three thirty three. Three thirty three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then my zippers, and this is another like just tidbit. Try, like shop around for your materials because my zippers I was able to find for a wholesale rate somewhere else. And so it, they used to be $2.99 a zipper, which when you add that up and then multiply it by three or four, like that's a lot. So um, my zippers are 70 cents a zipper. Okay. I get 25 zippers for $17.49. So I think okay. that's divided by 25. Yeah, that's 70 cents. Okay. And then my thread, um, I, that's a really hard one to calculate. That's probably like your wax. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, it's four ninety nine for the thread that I buy, and it lasts uh, two weeks. So I would say five cents okay. for the thread. Oh yeah, and for, that's important because like some of my things come out to two cents, but like put that in there because then you yeah. always know you are calculating every single Even thing. The thread. And I would say um, so. I put all of my orders in a an eco-friendly poly mailer mm-hmm. and another a double poly mailer because I put them in the clear pouch and then the poly mailer. And then I have um, thank you cards and share cards. So I'm going to add a dollar for Great. the extras. And would you, um, do you pay shipping on any of that stuff or you're already including that in your price? Um, so this, this is going to be the price for at my boutique. So I'm not paying shipping. No, I mean, to get those materials, do you pay shipping? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. So like, if you had to guess me how much of the shipping cost goes into one wet, wet bag with your supplies? Oh, Ooh. well, let's, let's see. Okay. Say can you, $8 like to 50. ship all those supplies you just listed? What do you think that yeah. is? And then I, we can divide it by how many wet bags say, you can make. So let's say $16 in shipping, but I get 100 poly mailers. So it's for 100 orders. So can we do it by order? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Okay. Like the, the idea is like you want to recoup that shipping you paid for the supplies uh-huh. in the product. So like so you would say it, like 16 cents. Yeah, 16 cents. Okay. Okay, and then so, I have a Rolo printer, so I don't buy ink, so I don't need to calculate ink. Okay, and I don't usually do this in my product pricing, but you could technically like add in any of your overhead. So, like, if you wanted to calculate how many products you sold per month in your shop, 
in your storefront, brick and mortar storefront, you could add it, divide the rent out by the number of products and figure out like what part of rent should go into there. I mean, that gets yeah. pretty detailed. You can do that though. If you like, if you're just not getting any profit, then maybe you need to break that down more to figure it out. But if you feel like you can kind of know the rhythms of your business and if you are gaining profit, then it's probably okay. Um, okay. okay. So your materials cost is, wait, hold on. So I did 383 plus 333 plus 0.70 plus 5 cents plus a dollar. That's 891. Okay. So then I would do times two for yeah. wholesale, which is 1782. And then, and then you do times two, and that's 35.64. Would you like to know what in my head I was thinking I would list these Wait, out? wait. But here's another thing I forgot to add that I was going to do. Because, okay, so let's say we get that. And so we get $35 a wet bag. If I'm feeling like, whoa, that's really high, this happened with my dough bowls. Then I go look at what other people are selling. So Etsy is a great place to search this thing. Uh, or at least like a similar product, like what are these going for? And then I try to be like in the middle to upper price range because mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. and because sometimes it's not going to work out perfectly of the times two times four. So what mm-hmm. were you thinking in your head? I was thinking around twenty five dollars, which when I do the eight eight ninety one times three, it's twenty six seventy three. However, these are much bigger. It's basically an in-between from my normal size wet bag, which is like a makeup bag size. Uh, it's like an in-between from that to the beach bag because it will fit a towel, swimsuit, um, a couple of things of sunscreen. So it is bigger where mm-hmm. when I hear 3564, I'm like, actually, that's for the size of bag. Well, yeah, it's so I would – decent. I definitely, I definitely wouldn't go less than 30. So like when I, okay, here, I'll use my doubles as, as an example because technically I should be selling them for like 42. But when I looked around, everybody ranges from like 25 to 45. So I found a good, like where I felt comfortable losing a little bit of the profit because you're still getting a profit, remember, because right. you built in the times two where you're willing to like take a little bit to fit in with the price point of everyone else. Um, but yeah, I would say th- you could also go look like what people sell just any, what stores have like mm-hmm. waterproof bags. I don't mm-hmm. think like 30 sounds. Well, and when I think it, wet bags, I mean, with the zipper and everything, it takes me a good amount of time to make wet bags. Yeah. Where with the t-shirts, now I, do t-shirts fast, but I had to get to that point from doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I would, if I had you come in and make a shirt, it would take you really long. Oh my, where I wouldn't I've even be able to like thread the bobbin or whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm so proud of you. There is a bobbin. Um, yeah, that's like with, it's really hard to teach people how to thread a machine. But um, in fact, side note, I filmed myself threading my serger today and I need to post that but I was thinking while I was doing it because there's four threads instead of two I was like I remember when this took me so long um so yeah so that gives me and then again 
if people don't buy it for that, that's okay. But if they do, do I've been paid. Yeah, you have – you know your – like you make sure – you were paid what it costs. And then another yeah. tip for like if you price all your items and you're coming out with costs that just feel a lot, I'll usually price it. So then another row after that, I have um, the difference. And in red, I'll put if it's less than what it should be and green, I'll put what it is. So then I can quickly glance at like, oh, I'm making even more profit on this item and this one's a little less. So the less ones then I try and sometimes this isn't possible, but some I try to cut the cost a little bit where like, okay, if I buy a thousand jars at once, it will bring that down, which then I am getting that profit, even though I'm having to pay more up mm-hmm. front. So you can which, try to like which is exactly what that. I did with the beach bag and you saw me do that was because I could do them all at once, I was able to get a, like a tiny bit of discount for doing like a huge wholesale order of the fabric. Mm-hmm. So I did – I okay, so people are going to see because it's on my site. But so $30.29 times three is actually $90.87. I priced my beach bags at 85 And the reason that I felt like I was able to do that was because since I did have so many order at once, I was able to get a cut on the fabric. So I still will be making – that difference of um of profit but it it just like yeah how you were th- we I basically did the steps you and I just were talking about because you were sitting next to me and helping me but um no you did that all on your own but that way because I feel like you do like I don't know if anybody's done their taxes yet it's April so you probably are close to it but at the end of the year you're like holy crap like after expenses like it's hard being a maker because mm-hmm. you do buy so much in materials. And so um, I'm hoping like if we can nail down pricing. And so if you're hearing this, obviously I have yet to nail down all of my pricing, but um, which is why Miranda's a bonus because she's helped Jenny get where she is. Yeah. And um, it, it does like, I will say, because those early days, like I really wasn't making anything. Like another way I figured things out. So candle supplies are so heavy. And so shipping is so much. I was paying like hundreds of dollars just for a small amount where then I figured out freight shipping. It's like $300, but I can get a whole pallet of stuff, which breaks down the shipping costs. Like it makes so much of a difference. So then I knew I had my pricing in order and it just became like a well-oiled machine that I knew like even though I'm paying all this up front, my pricing is right and I'm going to have a profit from it. Whereas buying in the smaller amounts, I really wasn't making anything and I was exhausted from doing that all the time. So yeah, it just – it helps so much and it's – becomes a well-oiled machine when you have your pricing right because then so I took all that and that's how I made my wholesale terms I do offer every wholesale is 50% off but I knew mm-hmm. like okay I have to at least sell $250 wholesale which is 500 retail for that profit to be worth it to me so my wholesale terms are 250 wholesale minimum which is like some, so some, no one's going to come in my store and buy 500 of candles. So that's why wholesale is a, it's a good deal. They're buying $500 worth of candles. You're selling it to them for 250. Then I figured out 
where could I like offer free shipping? Now that's got trickier this year because shipping is astronomical. But then I right. so I figured out where okay, so if I do reduced shipping, what threshold do I want them to buy at? So then that also doesn't take too much off my profit. So you just figure out that. Yeah. And then I have a, sh- a PDF that I give anybody that asks for wholesale. And it feels – I think we've talked about this before, but <laughs> there's something about it that it, it doesn't feel personal because I'm like, the PDF says it. It's not like Jenny telling you, like, here's all the terms right. and what you can and can't do. It's like there's something mentally that helps me of being like, nope, this is these are the terms. I didn't just pull them out of my – whatever right now like it's ready to go and and no one has ever like hassled or tried to negotiate with me about wholesale because you have it laid out you have to like figure these things out to protect yourself and people expect that and respect that from a business when you're like here it is here's what it is you you know what you're doing it's not like oh well if you want to do this I could do this and like I even so custom work for wholesale, like I build in a price for that because that is extra time. I'm doing a separate batch. I am developing like a different fragrance for them than they offer. So like build that into your price. Anything that takes you more time, you should, that, that is owning a business. Yeah. Like you charge for that. I think too, when you are multiplying by four, like, cause in the end, you're technically multiplying it by four for your final cost. That leaves room for sales. Mm-hmm. So yes, when yes. you run, because I'll run like twenty percent off or whatever for something, but then if I it's at that original price point, you're really not making anything on your sales, right? And so um, that's as we're talking, I'm like that leaves room for the times that you do want to offer your people thirty mm-hmm. percent because we do like right, like people. There is a difference between discount debbies who are right. constantly <laughs> wanting like everything at a deal. There's a difference between that and like somebody who appreciates a sale every once in a while and would love to stock up on some stuff but wants to save some money. Um, and so that does leave you room to do that and still make a profit. Yes, yes. And that's what, as makers, like, we want to be able to give you, like, reward reward your loyalty for buying with us mm-hmm. so that help, yeah, to have it built in so we can do that without it being like at the expense of us, our business profiting um, is so important. So yeah, pricing is, if I can recommend everything, anything that was game changer for me when I actually sat down, figured out what my costs were and built in that margin that I will make a profit with either wholesale or retail. And Something I want to throw in, and you probably have advice for me on this, although you did help me, because something that I found that was, it seems so small at the time, but then over time, it's you're you're giving so much money to it, is the one-off custom orders. For me, ordering shirts to size. So let's say someone says, I would like a uh, mommy and me set. I need a six-month and a size large. If I don't have those sizes and I have to order them, that's, let's say, $9.99 shipping. Well, that Mm -hmm. has now cut into my margin of my things. So I think I even need to do like a custom, figure out my custom pricing and do what we did of dividing, like, you know, if I do this one off and it's $9.99 shipping, now adding that to the cost um, because that's just, I think I have to get to a point where I say like, 
you know, I'm restocking kids shirts in a month. You're welcome to wait till then, or I'm not going to do it because I think that's cutting. It's just cutting into my thing. I'll, unless I can realize like, okay, if I stock up on shirts now, kind of like you did um, for your jars, the only thing for me is like sizing. So I can buy, you know, the certain yeah. number of shirts to get free shipping, but I can't guarantee I'll have the size and color that they want. Well, I, but it's figuring that out. Yeah, I think that's a great thing and very professional to say like, Thank you so much for your custom order. I do not currently have those, I don't whatever, fabric sizes in stock. I'm happy to do it for you, but it will be an extra blank cost because I have to get those materials. Yeah. I've done that. I have a wholesale customer. I love her. She is like so nice. She's in Texas actually. And she really wanted me to do these like black fancy jars. And I am totally opening to, open to doing it, but I explained like I absolutely want to do this but you know here are the times that I order I have to order up in bulk so when I reorder my jars then I can get those and price those for you accordingly so I think people understand and it almost brings their perspective to back back to like oh this is a person doing this like this is right not a corporation and saying like, oh, I'm happy to do that, but here's what it will cost mm-hmm. because here's what I have to do differently. And I think well, just showing people how it changes your process a little bit. It's not that you're just like, no, or don't want to do yeah. whatever they want. Well, and I love what you just said because it actually makes me say like an either or because I do order shirts pretty much biweekly. And at that point, it's free shipping because of how much I order. It's these one-offs because – and don't even get me started on Etsy. I have now moved to Shopify, but you know, you're on Etsy, you're graded for the amount of time it takes you to get your product out. So, and I say graded, meaning they move you up in the search when you have a better turnaround time. So I'm ordering these shirts custom for people, but it's taking two to three days. So otherwise it would take two weeks and then I move down in the thing. But I'm thinking, one, I've moved to Shopify. So say say la vie, Etsy. <laughs> Um, but, uh, <laughs> is that the right phrase? I don't know. I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> um, but for customs, because I know it's a generic $9.99 shipping rate for the shirts. If I say like, I'm happy to do this custom order for you, um, it will either be a two week turnaround or if you'd like it sooner than that, it's a $9.99 additional fee. Yes, that's so smart. Cause then again, it's giving the customer the option. You're not making a choice for them. You're saying, okay, here's the two ways I could do it. And then they choose. Yeah. And they might say, like, I don't have two weeks. So I'm going to go ahead and do the $9.99. Or they might come back and say, actually, I'm going to find something different. Yeah. But that way, I'm not working and not getting paid. Yes. Because yeah, at and, the end and, of the year, it is like, I put in so much time to this and only made X amount. So that that's where we have to like fix fix that. Yeah, I'm just as this is getting off tangent. I think this was a good place to end the podcast. But I just have to say, because my sales are down so much right now. And I know across the nation, like, it's just things are hard right now. But mm-hmm. I, so something we're working at like Kelly, Susie and I were just talking about today. How can we create things 
that we already have that we don't have to buy more materials. So something I'm doing is I opened up all my scents, like not it took away the seasonal thing because I have all I have like 300 oils that oils are some of the most expensive parts of the candle. So instead of buying new supplies, what if I just offer all the scents I have and try to get these moved out? So like that's helpful Mm -hmm. if you're feeling like sales are down. I felt like this kind of tied in with pricing is like look at what you already have that you could offer in a different way. So that's also why I'm I'm starting poor parties because I was like, okay, I've been so hesitant because I'm so – shy and antisocial but that the only expense besides like people buying a candle is my time and I can give that right now so like you can get creative Mm -hmm. with building into your profit when when sales are low yeah awesome well we'll end there because and it's so much better like honestly find a small business partner it could be us you could message us on Instagram but like I love talking through this with you Jenny because hearing it out loud, like doing it is more scared than like saying it to someone and being like, yeah, that you, that sounds right for that product or whatever. And so run it by a friend or um, again, you can message us and be like, here's my math and we'll encourage you and, and help you. So um, as you guys know, we never want you to do small business alone. So if you're in the same rut as we are with pricing, we hope this helped. Um, as far as wholesale goes, if you are wanting to offer wholesale, get yourself out there, throw yourself at some boutiques in your area, um, put yourself on fair, whatever you want to do, but be confident in the pricing because wholesale is a commitment, right, Jenny? (laughs) Wholesale is a commitment and, um, but you want to make sure you're getting paid even though it's offering someone a discount that discounted rate for a lot of items so hopefully this helped message us with questions and we will see you next time join in the conversation by following us on instagram at at underscore small business sisters make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.